It's a long commute. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Let's uh, let's open in a word of prayer, guys. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this this morning just to, Lord, just ask you to just be with us, Lord, today, just on this first day of a new year, Lord, in 2023, I ask you just to, Lord, just open our hearts and our minds, Lord, to all the distractions, take them away, Lord, and please let us just be open to your word, Lord, and just let it change us, change our hearts, change our minds, change our lives, change our families, Lord, change our world around us. Lord, I ask you just to once again just help us with this lesson, Lord. Let these words be your words, not my words. And let it be something that we can understand and, 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 and apply to our lives. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. All right, guys. Well, welcome to 2023, everybody. And, um, you know, I don't know how the last year went with you, but it was pretty stressful. There's lots of things going on, lots of moving parts, things never sitting still kind of a crazy year you know and it's been kind of a crazy few years i think 2019 really started us downhill um so that being said you know i know i find it hard to to keep my focus on god and, and on jesus as we're going through life there's so much going on and you know you, my, my bible reading time turns into a, a quick quick uh, one verse and get out the door and and, you know, my, my praying is like a, a, a verse while I'm sitting in the truck and it's running and, and I'm just getting ready to put it in drive and my foot's on the brake and, and everything's just quick, quick, quick because I don't have time to even think straight. So with all this going on in our lives and everything that's going on, everything, like I said, that's been going on since, since you know, the, the government released COVID on us and the world went crazy, are we thankful? Are you thankful for what you have? Okay, and we need to. I want us to really look at today. What does it mean to be thankful? Okay, well, if you look it up in the dictionary, and this is not the Bible, this is a dictionary. It says, "Being thankful is being aware of and being happy with what you are about to receive or what you already have." Think about that. What you're about to receive. You know, on Christmas Day, you're getting those presents, you're tearing them open. Are you thankful? You're about to receive those presents. But what do you already have? And I think that's our biggest one right there. Are we thankful for what we already have? And you think about it. This past year, or past you know, few years, we'll just look at one year because that's bad enough. This past year in 2022, how much complaining have you done? How much complaining have you done? Okay. And then I want you to think about another, another level of that. Who have you complaining about? Think about those two things while we go through this. So let's start in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. And the Bible says, Giving thanks always... For all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that right there is pretty, pretty, uh, a pretty good definition of thanks, right? How could we miss that? So the Bible here it instructs Christians. This is remember this is this is written to Christians. If you're not a Christian, it's not to you. You got to become a Christian for you. This ever applies to you. 
So when you, we see in the Bible, the Bible instructs Christians to be thankful for what? For all things. And here's the kicker, at all times. That covers everything. You just covered the whole gamut, right? So how can this be so? How can we be thankful for all things at all times? I mean, we have problems in life. We have trials. We have tribulations. You know, like, think about it. This morning, if you got out to come to work, or come to work, if you got out to come to church, hopefully we're not going to work, if you come out to come to church and you had a flat on your car, how can you be thankful for that flat when you're already running late? How many times does that happen? You come out late for work, you look down. How can you be thankful for that, right? But that's not what the Bible says. It says that be thankful for everything at all times, right? So what does this Bible say about us being thankful and having gratitude? Those are two things we need, and it's two things that Jesus tells us we have to have, right? So thankfulness, if you look at thankfulness from the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelations, that is a main theme that runs through this Bible. It is a main theme that runs through the entire Bible, and so if that's a main theme in the Bible, we know that God was serious about being thankful, okay? Even in tough times, okay? So let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. <coughs> and we're going to read verses 16 through 18. And the Bible says, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, okay, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Okay, that's pretty definitive right there. There's no wiggle room in that, right? So what do we see here? We see three key points that the pastor has already covered in previous weeks, so he's trying to steal this from me. But we see three key points that God wants every Christian to know, and he wants us to live by these, okay? Rejoice evermore, okay? You should already know this if you've been paying attention. Rejoice evermore. This means that God wants every Christian to always be joyful. Always be joyful, okay? No matter if it is a good day or bad day, okay? You need to be positive. It doesn't mean, you know, you have, you're driving down the freeway and you have a blowout. You're not supposed to, you know, start laughing like a fool. No. You're going to be concerned. You're going to be upset. But you can still be positive, you know? You have that blowout and you make it to the shoulder and get off the road. Well, you survived, your car didn't flip. Nobody ran into you. Be positive. Don't be so negative, okay? Because, well, we'll get into that. That's bad. So we may feel that everything is out of control in this world. And, and look at the world. Look at the politics of the world. Look at the people around the world, you know? But you, God tells you to be happy, right? He wants you to be happy. And why is that? Because we've already learned that everything is under God's control. Absolute everything. He controls everything. So if it happens, he knows about it. It's okay. He's there. He wants you to rely on him, right? And I think about think about back in the 80s, because well, some of us are old. Some of us are older, but some of us are old. And like my wife here, she's going to turn 50 this year. She's really old. But there was a song back in the 80s. It says, don't worry, be happy. That guy kind of had it, you know? He had the theme of this thing. 
So the next one is to pray without ceasing. And this means this means that you're constantly, it doesn't mean you're supposed to be on your knees 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It means that you're supposed to be in constant fellowship with God, that it's never broken. You wake up, you read your Bible, you pray, you brush your teeth, you take a shower, you get dressed, and the whole time you're in fellowship with God. You get in the truck, you go to work, you're at work, you go to lunch, you deal with people, you deal with stuff, you come home, you have dinner, eventually you shower and go to bed. That whole time, you're in fellowship with God. You have that, that you feel him in you. You feel him around you. And you can sit there and, and just be driving along and feel him right there with you. And you have that, that close fellowship. It's just like having your, your best friend or your spouse with you all day long. And you can look over him and talk to him. That's what God wants. That's the fellowship he wants. He wants that closeness that you can talk to him anytime you want to. And he's there. He doesn't run away. He's not put away because we put him away a lot. And that's not good. Okay? So, <clears throat> and it's whether, like I said, it's whether we're praying or just going through our day, we have that constant connection with Christ. Now, the next one, it says, in everything, give thanks. Pretty steep, right? This means that God wants to be thankful for everything. You know, I'm not thankful that I have a flat on my car, you know? But you know, think about, you come out in the fall time and all the trees are losing all their leaves. And you're going, i got to rake all this mess up. But be thankful. God made those trees. He made those leaves. And you have the energy and the health to go out there and pick up a rake and get a little workout. Okay? But be thankful. Okay? Thankful for every breath that you breathe. Because you are not promised those. And there's nothing you can do to control that next breath. You can hold your breath, but I guarantee you're... Your Bible, I mean your Bible, God has already designed your body that if you hold your breath and you're like, I'm going to control this, guess what? The body has a mechanism in the brain that goes, no, you're not, and it makes you pass out, and then you start breathing again. So God is in control of everything, even when you think you are. You can't do it, right? Um, and, and like we said, the flat tire, even when you had that flat tire, be thankful, because maybe that time it took you to change that flat tire, God kept you from getting in an accident. We don't know God's plan. He knows the bigger picture. We don't, right? And that, that flat tire is very minor compared to other worse things that could happen in your life. So be thankful, okay? <clears throat> so and we go back to the flat tire because it's just so easy to be mad at a flat tire, right? Um, that flat tire, and if you look at the grand scheme of your life, how many more blessings has God gave you? that completely outweigh that flat tire, right? You should be thankful for them, and don't let that little tire bring you down. It's just an inconvenience. Keep going, okay? It just slows you down for a moment, and that's the way all our problems in life are. Whether they're a flat tire or something huge and major that just want, makes you just want to stick your head in the sand, it's just there for a moment. Deal with it and rely on the person that you're supposed to have fellowship with, right? God. That's what we're supposed to do. Be thankful, okay? And you never know, like I said, what that, that flat tire kept you from, okay? Because God's in control. And, and God is so serious about us being thankful that he wants us to just be, he just wants us that to be a part of who we are as a Christian, okay? And, and I know this, I'm preaching to, to myself here because it's hard. Man, especially when I'm running late to work and I've already got, a million things on my mind, and I'm coming down the road, and this fool just cut me off with no turn signal. Oh, it's hard to be thankful. It's hard to be nice, right? So, but that's not what we're supposed to do. And it, it should be seen 
that we should be so thankful in our lives that everybody around us sees it. Remember what's supposed to be a light to the world? That's part of it. You know, no matter what's going on, they should be, man, that one. I don't know. Man, they go through everything, and they're just happy. They're thankful. They're still rolling, right? I would have been wiped out by this, but they're still going, you know? <clears throat> and it's not us. It's God in us that gives us that peace and gives us that direction, okay, and gives us that ability to be thankful. Um, you know, imagine imagine if we're not thankful and we're at work and we're with our family and we're with our friends and they see it and they're like, man, that person is always just uh, negative. They're just, woo. They're always just unhappy and just non-thankful and un- not gracious, right? You're hurting God because he doesn't want you to be that way. But you're also hurting God because you tell everybody you're a Christian, but look at you. You tell everybody you're a Christian, you got saved, you go to church, you want to go to church with you, you want to hand them a track, but yet they look at you and go, really? You? Mr. Negative? Mr. Nothing could be done right? Mr. Have to tell me how to do everything? No. You are hurting God, okay? And and <clears throat> it's 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 what we do. You know, we should we should never be in that point in our life where we're never thankful for anything. And there's people that get there. Okay, and I've dealt with them, you've dealt with them. So what else does God want to show us in his word about being thankful and having gratitude in different circumstances? Let's look at this. So let's go to Psalms, Psalms 136, verse 1. Psalms 136, verse 1. Psalms 136, verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy, here we go, endureth forever. So here we see two reasons to be thankful. The first one is because God is good at all times. Now, if he's your co-pilot, like these bumper stickers say, and he's with you and you have that fellowship like we talked about, think about it. If he's with you all the time, well, he's good at all times. Okay? That's, that's like you have a really good friend with you. That's a good friend, not a bad friend, Right? And the second one is, God loves us so much, and we just heard this, it says, His mercy never ends. And that's His mercy for what? For everybody around you? No, that's His mercy for you. For you, Mr. Bad Attitude or Miss Bad Attitude. His mercy never ends. So why should we be thankful for this? Why should we be thankful for these two things? Let's go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. John 10, verse 10, the Bible says, and this was Jesus Christ speaking, says, The thief thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. More abundantly. Okay? Okay. And a lot of preachers take that word abundantly and they use it wrong. Okay, but we're going we're gonna to learn what the Bible really wants. So let's go to Romans 7, 5 and look at this verse also because it goes with this. They go hand in hand. Romans 7, 5. <clears throat> Romans 7, verse 5. 
the Bible says, For when we were in, in the flesh, the motions of sin, which were by the laws, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. Okay? Fruit unto death. So basically, when you're in the flesh and you're sinning, all that does is lead you to death. Okay? That's not being thankful. That's not being having gratitude, right? So we see that we're born in sin, and we live in sin. This world is full of sin. It's all around us. And when we sin, that sin leads us to death. But God has love and mercy. We learn that. He has love and mercy, right? And God gives life, and he gives it to who? So if you're sin, you're born in sin, you're living in sin, you're going through, you're living in a world of sin, and it's leading to you to death, how do you get the life? Well, God gives it to you. He gives it to those that follow him. Okay? And guess what he gives you? If you follow him closely and you have that relationship with you every day and you're thankful, he gives it to you more abundantly. Okay? It doesn't mean you're never going to have flat tires, but you're going to have a good life with him. Okay? <clears throat> and, and being apart from God, guess what that brings? Brings death. And if you're a Christian and you backslide real far, you're still saved. But you've pulled yourself so far from God that now you're affecting those around you. And those that could be saved, if you were right with God, you're going to miss those opportunities and they are going to death. That's because of you. Because you didn't do what you're supposed to do. Because you're supposed to be positive. You're supposed to be thankful at all times, right? So being apart from God only leads to death. So we need to be more thankful for every life that he gives us. And that's the lives of the people around us. Every people we can touch and maybe plant that seed or give them a track or talk to them about God. Or maybe they know you're a Christian and they see you being thankful every day. Okay? So let's go to Psalms chapter 30. Psalms chapter 30. <clears throat> Psalms 30. And we're going to read the whole chapter. Good thing it's only 12 verses, right? Psalms 30, the Bible says, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my, my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his... And give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. <clears throat> Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Remember that verse. That one's amazing. And in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. See what happens when you're with God and you're not with God? I cried to thee, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down in the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me, Lord. Be thou my helper. Thou hast turned me from my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. 
to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Doesn't it sound like our lives? We get in trouble, he comes and rescues. We get down, he picks us up. Okay? It says, bring you to dancing. I'm not dancing. Can't dance. Not going to dance. But I can be happy. Okay? He can lift us up. But we have to be there with him. And we have to be thankful. If we're negative, we're just pulling ourselves away from God, right? So we see here, David gave thanks to God for delivering him from many difficulties. And he not only gave thanks to God for what, what he did for him at that moment, but he also gave thanks to God for taking care of him in the past. How often do we do that? Thank him for helping you now, but what did he do for you in the past? Don't forget. Be thankful for that too. And this shows how great God is, right? This, this, this psalm right here, it shows that he, God is always there. He's there in the past. He's there in the present. And guess what? He's going to be there in the future because he's already there waiting on you. Okay? He deserves our constant thankful, thankful, thankfulness. Whew. That was a hard one. Because why? Because his love for us is constant. It never goes away. Let's go to Psalm 28. Psalm 28 right there. And we're going to read 1 through 9, whole chapter. It says, Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle. Draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace in their neighbors, to their neighbors, but mischief is in their hearts. <clears throat> Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands. Render them their desert. Because they regarded not the works of the Lord, nor the operations of his hands, he shall destroy them and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiced, and with my song I will praise him. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also that lift him up forever. Another great psalm, right? Think about that. So if we are going along in our lives and we're thankful and we have that close fellowship with God every day and something bad happens, we can immediately turn to God and say, God, help me. But if we're not thankful and we're not having fellowship with God, we've broken that fellowship because we've stepped away. When bad things happen, who are we going to turn to? He's not there. He's waiting for you to come back, but he's not immediately there. It's going to take you some time to get right with God, rebuild that fellowship, and then get him on your side. And I would rather have him on my side than, as this verse says, destroying you. You don't want God to be destroying you. That doesn't sound good at all. Um, so we see here, this is David, and he's in distress because of some pretty difficult circumstances, right? And, and we see that he cries out to God for mercy, he cries out to God for protection, and he cries out to God for justice, okay? 
But we see in this, in this passage, we see that God is our rock. What else is he called in here? He's called our strength. So we're not very strong, and we're not very hard, so we're soft and squishy. How is that going to help if we're up against something bad? So we need that rock. We need that strength. And the last thing he is, he's our shield. And anybody that knows about warfare or you watch history books, I mean, watch movies or seen history, when they go into battle, they take a shield. Roman soldiers, they conquered most of the world. They had shields. Police officers, when we go to work every day, we have body armor. Why? Because we're soft and squishy, right? We can't do it without God. He is those things in our lives. And, and David was facing death, but he remembered God. What did he remember? He remembered God is in control. He's like, oh, God's got this. And he knows, and here's a key, he knows God and he trusts God. Do we trust God in our lives? Or do we still try to take care of everything ourselves, right? And, and, and he is blessed by God because of his reliance on him. God blesses him because he relies on him, right? So David's heart was filled, as we read here. It's filled with joy, and he does what? He says he gives thanks to God in song. Okay? When we're singing in church, are we just going, are we happy to be here? Are we praising the God that got us up this morning and gave us breath in our body and got us here? You could have woke up with your heart stopped and no breath. You could die at any moment, but God keeps you going. So are you going to come here and barely talk? One eye closed because last night was New Year's Eve and you stayed up too long popping firecrackers? <clears throat> so think about that. Give thanks to God. He was thankful to God, and he, he, he sang. And, and, and have you ever been so happy in your life that you just burst out with singing? Okay? I do, and, and my wife makes fun of me because I'll just – singing stupid songs, and she looks at me, and, you know, you're an idiot, but I'm happy. And you, it just overflows, right? And I know you've all done that, so don't, don't point fingers at me. But have you ever been that happy that you're just singing? You know? Maybe you're, you're, you're you know, sometimes, like, me and Claudia get a day off when there's nothing going on, and that doesn't happen very often. But we just get in the car, and we're going somewhere. And I'm singing like an idiot driving down the road. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And it's because I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm with her, and we're going somewhere. But I'm happy, okay? That's what David did. He was so thankful that God listened to him, and he was so thankful toward God for his blessings that he sang, okay? Most singing today is not singing to God, though, just so you all know. Let's go to Job chapter (coughs) 1. Excuse me. Job chapter 1, and we all know Job, right? But we're going to look at Job. Let's read chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And the Bible says, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Now, let's stop there. It says perfect. That doesn't mean that he didn't do anything wrong. That just means he followed God, and when he failed, he got up, got right, and got back on the board with God, right? He fellowship with God every day. He's the one that was thankful. He's the one that had that close relationship with God every single day. Okay? So not perfect like he didn't do anything wrong. So let's keep on. Verse 2. And there was born unto him seven sons and three daughters, and his substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses and a great 
household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. Remember, the wise men came from the East, right? Well, here's the greatest of all the men of the East at this time, okay? He's a big dog, right? He's an important man. He has lots. He has children. He has homes. He has a big ranch. He has lots of stuff. God has blessed him because he's thankful, and he walks with God. This is what happens when you walk with God. This is the abundance right here, okay? God is walking. I mean, he's walking with God, and God's blessing him. And we all know the story about Job's life, right? He was a godly man. He had all these things. He had seven sons, three daughters, whole piles of animals, you know, probably lots of fleas. I don't know. But he had a lot, right? The greatest man in the East. But we know what happened, right? He lost everything at the same time. He lost all his children. He lost all his sheep and his ox and, and everything. He had nothing left. And it all happened like this. How bad, how could that happen to us? We're rocking along and something bad happens. Rocking along, you know, you get a pain, you go to the doctor. Oh, you got cancer. Oops. You know, you have a bad accident, your life changed forever. Okay? But what did Job do? Let's look at this. Let's go to Job. We're still in chapter 1. Let's look at verses 20 and 22. <clears throat> it says, the Bible says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head, and he fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked I will sh shall return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all that... In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Wow. Can we do that? How many people in this world, when something bad happens, they go, they get mad at God, and they quit church, and they run away, and they hide, and they blame him, blame him, blame him, blame him. How many people have you heard say, oh, well, if God's so loving, why does bad things happen? Bad things happen because we are sinful. Okay. Job did not get angry. He did not sin. He did not seek revenge against these people. People came in and killed his sons and daughters and all his stuff. He didn't go seek revenge. Did he commit suicide? No. How many people today, oh, i got a flat on my car. I'm going to commit suicide. Really? No. What did he do? It says he fell down on his face and worshiped God, even in the darkest time of his life. And I guarantee you this was the darkest time of Job's life. He fell down. Do we do that? In the darkest times of your life, think back. There's got to be a moment, even in, if you're young, there's a time that, man, up to this point, that was pretty dark. Did you fall down and worship God? Or did you want to go commit suicide? Did you want to quit the church? Did you want to run away? Did you want to go kill somebody else? Don't know. But he did not do that. And, and he had a, he had, we should have that similar attitude as Job. We should praise in time of tribulation. Because you're drawing close to God. and you're, you're, Remember, he's your strength. He's your rock. He's your shield. Draw to him. Okay? That's what David taught us, right? We see it in Job's life. Because Job knew something. Here's a secret. Job knew that everything that he had was given to him by the loving God that he worshipped. And he knew that it could be taken away by that same God. God could allow it. He didn't do it on purpose. He didn't do it to hurt Job. He allowed it to happen. 
to test Job. How many things do we go through in our lives? How many trials and tribulations? They're tests. They're building us. I remember one time I, I prayed to God, God, teach me patience. Oh, wow. Wow. Like a double-barrel shotgun, and he's still teaching me. And I've got to learn. I've got to slow down, you know? And, and he still thanked God for everything at all times. Isn't that how we started this lesson? Be thankful to God for everything at all times? Here's Job. He did it, right? Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. i got plenty of time. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Oh, it's hard for me to find this page because the, the top of the page is gone. The numbers are gone. 2 Timothy, oh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The Bible says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. Remember that. And maketh manifest the Savior, the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. Doesn't say some, does it? Every, 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 right? He causes us to triumph through Christ, okay? So here we're looking at Paul, and, and we know Paul's life. He didn't have a good life, did he? He went through a lot. Okay? He was persecuted, he was hated, he was hunted. Paul did not have a good Christian life, but he had an abundant Christian life, didn't he? Yes, he did. Okay? Yet, what did he do? He still gave thanks to God and tells us right here that no matter what trials or tribulations come up in our life, what we're facing, whatever's going on, it doesn't matter because we still have victory through Christ Jesus. Wow. We've read about Paul. We've studied his life. Have you went through anything that Paul went through? Have any of y'all been hunted for death? You know? Put in prison? Not yet? Maybe soon. But think about it. No matter what we're going through, we can have victory through Christ. Not victory through anything else. Not victory through I won the lottery. Not victory through... You know, I'm just strong enough to keep going. I can work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, never sleep. No. Victory through Christ. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, please. 12, verse 18. <coughs> the Bible says, For, for ye are not come into the mount that might be touched and, and that burned with fire, nor into the blackness and darkness and tempest. Okay? Did I put the right verse? Hope so. So, Hebrews here is talking about we should be thankful and worship God with all reverence and awe because He gives us everlasting life in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Think about that. A kingdom that cannot be shaken. The Roman Empire was huge, but it was shaken. It fell. It diminished. Right? America, great country. We fought. Well, we didn't. Americans did. Old Americans, our descendants, they fought for this country and built this country, and it was great. And now we see it falling, don't we? It's falling fast. Kingdoms fall. Christ's kingdom cannot even be shaken. 
Why would you not want to be part of that kingdom? Be thankful. If you're saved, be thankful you're in that kingdom because it's not going to fall. America will fall one day. We may not see it, but it's going to fall. Every kingdom falls. Not this one. It can't even be shaken. Not, much, not less fall. Okay? So when we get to heaven, think about this. This is this kingdom we're going to. When we get to heaven, okay, everybody's going, what are we going to do up there? I'm going to be bored. No. God has plans for us. But when we get to heaven, think about this. You don't have to pay rent. You don't have to pay a house note. You don't have to pay taxes, right? I don't have a cracked foundation on my house. I don't have a cracked window. I don't need a roof. You know, my ball joints aren't bad on my truck. You know, I don't have to go get tires because they're dry rotted. I don't have a flat. I don't have cancer. You know, my feet don't hurt anymore. My back don't hurt. I can get out of bed without, you know, going, I got one foot on the ground. None of that happens in heaven. That's the foundation. That's the kingdom that can't be shaken. There's no sickness. There's no death. So what should you be if you're part of that kingdom? Maybe thankful? Be thankful. Okay. First Peter. First Peter. Chapter 1. <clears throat> First Peter chapter 1 and verse 6 and 7. First Peter chapter 1. Verses 6 and 7, the Bible says, Wherein you greatly rejoice, through, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, that it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of who? Jesus Christ. Wow, that's some pretty powerful verses there, guys. It says, Peter gives us a reason to be thankful here, doesn't it? He says, even when we're in the midst of trials and temptations, when things are going bad, right? He tells us that these hardships that through our faith will be tried. It's building you. God's letting these things happen to you to make you stronger so he can use you to reach others, Okay. Because maybe you'll have a great testimony when you come out of that, right? So all of these trials and temptations, it, it will show another thing. It will show if your faith is real. Are you a real Christian? Are you follow, fellowshipping with God? Are you thankful? Are you just occupying a pew and making it hot until a bad thing comes along and then you're out the door and we don't see you again? Do you turn your back on God because something comes your way? Okay? He's testing you. He's trying you. He's going to show who has true faith and who doesn't. He's also going to build those and build that faith even stronger, okay? Then when we come through these trials, what's the result of it? We praise God and we glorify, we give glory and honor to who? Jesus Christ, our Lord, when he appears. And it doesn't mean we, we hold up all our, our glory and praise and, and honor until the moment he appears. No, he's appearing in our lives because he helped you get through that. He's there. It's like going through a dark tunnel, and he's at the end waiting for us to work our way through it. And when we get there, he's there. And you know what? He was actually with us in that tunnel. He was holding our hands. Did we have that fellowship close enough that we could feel him holding our hands? Because we have to have the unwavering faith in him, not unwavering faith in us, because we'll fail. 
Okay. Second Timothy, guys. Second Timothy, chapter three. Second Timothy, chapter three, in verse two. Second <clears throat> Timothy, chapter three, verse two says, "For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents." Here we go. Unthankful and unholy. And there's a whole more list. But we're just going to hit those, right? So 2 Peter chapter... Oh, I'm sorry, Timothy. So we're talking about... What are we talking about this verse right here? If we read the whole chapter, it talks about in the last days. These are in the last days. These are the, some of the characteristics this world will, will have. They will have what? What's one of them? A complete lack of thankfulness. And this is a complete lack of thankfulness towards God. And it's also a complete lack of thankfulness for those around us, toward men. And think about our society today. Is it a is it a us society or is it a me society? That's unthankfulness. Okay? And that's exactly what we're seeing here. Do we, do we see this in the world today, these things we just looked at? But let's look at unthankfulness. Do we see unthankfulness in the world today? Oh, yeah. How about you're walking up to a store and there's somebody coming out, and you stop for a moment and back up and hold the door for them. I bet you they'll blow through that door and not say a word to you. Okay? They're unthankful because they don't care. They're all worried about themselves, right? And people are unthankful today for what they have. Are you unthankful for what you have? If you have a car that runs, are you happy with it? Or you're just like, I hate this car. I want it to die. I want a brand new car. You know? Be happful, be, be thankful that you have that. Be thankful that you have a house to live in because there's people living under bridges right now. Be thankful that you have health because there's hospitals full of people that don't have that. Be thankful for what you have. If you have parents that love you, children, be thankful. Children, parents, if you have children that love you, be thankful. Because there's a lot of families that are, don't have that. I see it all the time. Okay? Be thankful. If you have a spouse that is doing right and going to church, that would be amazing, right? But goes to work every day, comes home, loves you, provides for you, be thankful for that person because God put them there. You know? If you come home and your spouse, man, no matter what's going on, and, and she gets in there, she's stressed out and crazy. But at dinner time, she still makes you something, even when there's no food in the house, comes with a plate of tacos. Oh, baby, be thankful, okay? Because it could be a whole lot worse. You could be alone. Or you could have a spouse that just don't care. And you go, hey, how about tacos? <laughs> hey, how about move on, you know? Go eat some sticks and rocks, okay? Be thankful. And God expects Christians to be thankful, especially... When we stop and realize how much we have actually been given. How much have you actually been If you just stopped and God said, okay, stop at this moment in your life. I want you to make a list of everything that you've been given from the day you were born. Which includes your first breath. Don't include all the problems. Include what I've given you. You know, we're born in America. That's an amazing thankfulness, right? There's a whole lot worse places to be born, you know? How about if you're born somewhere where the government completely controls your everything? 
or you're not allowed to get an education. You're not allowed to have a job. And you do have a job. You have a job that's assigned to you by a government. Be thankful, right? Realize what you have and be thankful for it. James, James chapter 1. Oh, man, I'm running out of time now. Y'all messed me up. James chapter 1, verse 17. The Bible says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Neither shadow of turning. So Christians, did we just read this? Christians should be thankful because God is worthy of our thanks, right? He is more than worthy of our thanks. And we should be thankful all day, every day, no matter what is going on, because here we got it in this verse. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. So every gift you've ever been given is not good and it's not perfect. The only way you get good and perfect gifts is from God. Even if somebody gifts you a brand new car, I guarantee you it's going to break down. Okay? So we are to be thankful, and our focus moves off of being selfish and those selfish desires we have and off the pain that we have and, and the trials that we have and the tribula tribulations we have. We need to move off of that, right? We need to express full thankfulness because that helps us remember that God is in control. God is in control of everything. And we were, when we remember this fact, because we're being thankful, then, then being thankful to God, it's not only the right thing to do, it's healthy and beneficial for us. And you're going to go, how is that? You know, is being thankful, you know, non-GMO? Is being thankful, you know, gluten-free? Well, let's look at this. How can it be helpful and beneficial? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. You want to be helpful? Let's look at this. Or healthy? Be thankful. That, that will greatly increase your health. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Be thankful. What is this telling us? Be thankful to God because he reminds us of the bigger picture that we belong to God, right? And he blesses us not only with physical, he blesses us right here. It says with every spiritual blessing. Okay? Spiritual blessing, that's above and beyond the physical. We need that more than physical because physical is temporary, right? John 10.10 10 again. Let's go there. We're going to see how healthy we can get by just being thankful. John 10.10. 10. The Bible says, and we read this earlier, the thief cometh not... The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. What's it? It is life. Remember, God gives us life and he wants us to have more abundant life when we're filled with thankfulness. There's the key. He'll fill us abundantly, but we have to be thankful for what we have, right? And... and if you're a Christian today, be thankful. It's pretty simple. Being thankful to God in every moment of every day, no matter what is going on in your life. And because God is in control, I can't tell this enough to you guys. God is in control, and there is nothing 
that's going to happen to our lives or has happened in our lives that he cannot control, that he did not know was coming. He was already there waiting for you to get to this problem, to see what your faith was going to do, okay? Be thankful. So this same chapter, John 10, let's look at 27 through 30. And this is Jesus Christ speaking again. It says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. That is enough to bring you some peace, right? Be thankful. Why? Be thankful because, remember, God gave us life, and he wants us to have that life more abundantly, to be filled with thankfulness, right? And God's so in control right here. It says we have nothing to worry about because where does he say we are? We're in God's hand. We're inside his hand, okay? You ever play that game with your kids? You tell them, get my hand open. And they struggle and they pull one finger off and the second finger off. And finally, they break it open and they laugh at you, right? You ain't nobody pulling God's fingers open and you're in the middle of it. He is in control, okay? Psalms 55, 22. Psalms 55, 22. And the Bible says, this is a very famous verse. Everybody likes to hear this one. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee, and he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Okay, there's not much to really say about this verse. If you don't get it, I'm sorry. It's pretty clear. God can and will handle all of our problems, and he cannot be moved like we can. We can, I get knocked off all the time, and I'm in the ditch. Got to get back up, right? Doesn't happen to God. He, nothing moves him. And, and we look at how, the problems of this world. How do they throw you off? Even if you just watch TV, do you get mad? And you're like, ah, I quit. You know, you go to work, and you're stressed out. You know, things going wrong, tires flat on your car. What throws you off, right? How quickly do we get thrown off course? For little things. So how quickly are we being thrown off when there's big things? Okay? But remember, God cannot be moved. Cast your problems upon him. It means give them to him. Say, here, that's your flat tire. You help me. Rely on the Lord and he will strengthen you. Remember we learned earlier, he's strength. He's our rock. He's our shield, right? He cannot be moved. He's in a kingdom they cannot even be shaken, okay? So imagine, and you were talking about being healthy. How many people in this world, they say die because of stress? Stress is a probably number one killer in the top 10 maybe. I don't know, maybe top three. Imagine how many people have anxiety attacks. How many people take medication for anxiety? Okay, imagine what our stress levels would be, what our anxiety levels would be if we were thankful to God, as the Bible tells us, at all times, no matter what is going on in our lives. Just stop and think about that. Think about your stress level and anxiety level. Where would it be? When that little voice comes to you and Satan's going, you're no good, you're no good, you're no good, you're no good. 
And you turn to God, who you have fellowship with, and go, God, he's telling me I'm no good. God's going to tell you, I love you. I got it under control. You're in my hand. My kingdom cannot be moved. Can't even be shaken. Can't even do this with it. Relax. I've got it. Where would your stress level be? Where is your anxiety going to go, right? You know, and, and no matter what we're feeling, because a lot of us run on feelings. Man, feelings wipe us out. Nothing really happened physically, but we had a feeling, right? And we just get floored. You know, can we not function for days or hours? I don't know. You know, or what are we thinking in our minds? What comes in our minds that, that is spawned in our own self? Satan doesn't even have to do it. We've, we do it to ourselves. We're thinking stupid things. And we believe them. And then it affects us. And then guess what? It affects those around us. What about if a parent thinks something silly, they start believing it, it affects their spouse, it affects their kids, it affects their grandkids, it affects their church, it affects their pastor, it affects the counselors they're going to see, they're getting more medication, they can't even function at work, they're angry at everybody for something that was in their mind that's not real. What if that would have stopped when that thought came, you said, God, I cast it on you. You deal with it, I can't do it. Because I know I'm not strong. I know you're my shield. I know you're my rock. Okay? Think about those first questions we talk about. So the first step is being thankful to God. Thank God every day for everything you have, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how big or so small. So the first questions I asked you was, how much do you complain? Who do you complain about? Think about those questions now that we've went through this. Where are you? If you're not thankful with God, and you're not thankful toward God in 2022, 2023, you better get it right. You want peace? You want stability? You want no more anxiety, no more stress? It'll come, but you give it to Him. Be thankful. If you're not thankful towards somebody in your life, whether it be your parents or your children, or your spouse, or your coworker, or your pastor, or your church members, if there's somebody you're not thankful for and you're holding something against them, get it right. Because if it's not right with them, you're not going to be right with God. And how's your 2023 going to go then? It's going to go just like 2022 did, and 2021, and 2020, and 2019, and all the other years that you failed. Because you're not thankful. Because God gave you breath this morning. So where are you at, guys? Are you thankful? Or are we just going to have another miserable year? Okay? So let's pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you today. Just, Lord, I, I just ask you to help us, Lord, just understand these verses, Lord, that are here. And God, just help us be thankful because that's the first step, just being thankful that you're our Lord and Savior, Lord, that, that you give us breath, Lord, and that you give us strength just to get up. And even though our bodies hurt and we're tired, Lord. You're still there. This is just physical. And as we've learned, you give us every good and perfect gift. You give us every spiritual gift. You allow us to cast our, our very problems on you. Yet are we thankful, Lord. Let us be thankful every day at all times like you tell us. Lord. Let us, let us just draw to you and, and be with you and have that fellowship where you're beside us at all, ta all times, Lord. You, 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 as, as, as we know, you're, you're there holding our hand 
at all times, no matter what's going on. And let us have that fellowship and let us have that, that thankfulness to where we can turn to you at any moment and call on you, Lord, and have you be our rock and be our strength and be our shield. Lord, I thank you for this morning. Lord, I ask you just to continue to be with us throughout this day, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.